I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. If you listen to War for the Planet of the Apes with your eyes closed, the music alone would let you know you were in the presence of a grand adventure. This improbably magnificent film and Michael Giacchino's majestic score are a perfect match. The apes are the good guys here, but the humans who made the movie do our species proud. Matt Reeves directed, as he did in the previous episode. He also wrote the screenplay with Mark Bomback. It's been almost half a century since the first Planet of the Apes hit the big screen. After eight iterations, we've come to accept the conventions of the series, apes on horseback, apes with weapons, clever apes, talented apes, and more recently, genetically enhanced apes with startling intellects and evolving powers of speech. This ninth feature asks us to accept some of the apes speaking more eloquently than the human creatures who want to kill them, although others still use sign language. The ape leader, Caesar, is played, as he was twice before, by the medium's preeminent practitioner of motion capture, Andy Serkis. This time around, his performance, enhanced and transformed by ever more elegant technology, is so subtle, complex, and convincing that I caught myself wondering at one point where they'd found an ape capable of conveying such an extraordinary range of emotions. The whole production is complex, both emotionally and thematically. Coexistence between man and ape has failed. Humanity has been decimated by a simian virus and may not survive. Unless Caesar and his tribe can escape from a forest that was formerly their refuge, they face extermination at the hands of an American Special Forces unit and its commander, a mad renegade known only as the Colonel. Woody Harrelson makes the Colonel a commanding figure in more ways than one, with seething ferocity that functions as a grand opera homage to Marlon Brando's Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. That's not the only resemblance to the Francis Coppola classic. The film uses imagery straight out of the Vietnam War to summon up a vision of cultural dominance, and there's no mistaking the culture doing the dominating. The colonel is obsessed with building a wall. The stars and stripes wave over a vast concentration camp that houses ape slaves in conditions that are subsimian, never mind subhuman. The dominant tone of the film is dark, though with plenty of dramatic and comic relief. The most human of the humans, a girl named Nova, is a mute war orphan played by Amia Miller. In the first two installments of the original series, a character with the same name was played by Linda Harrison, but this child is a touchingly new creation in a film that feels newly minted and daringly conceived on an epic scale. It's as if no one bothered to tell the filmmakers that Hollywood doesn't do grandeur anymore. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.